When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This week on Heart and Hand, well, fuck. Welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host as always. And joining me this week is the master of mellifluous melody, Martin Ramsey. How are we, David? Uh, I've been um, better. Th- yeah, uh, as usual, I'm, I'm wheeled out to. Um, yes, I got you on after. I, I, I got you on after the title one. You that did. Will, yeah. That will sustain you yeah. through this. Um, yeah. Not great. It's a compliment. The reason that I get you on during this is because I think that you retain. I'm, I'm some... not super scoreboard team. Yeah, you retain some measurement, and I think we've seen some some wild opinions just in our circle uh, as well as social media. And we will try and balance it. But the overriding feeling last night and today, as we record this, is just anger, annoyance, upset, and. It, We'll talk about where we balance this in context and whatnot, but I'll be in the cold gold ground when Rangers going out of a cup, especially at Ibrox, and especially to a team you know X amount of points below us, doesn't send me into a rage. Especially when we are not exactly swimming in, in, in trophies and in recent memories of, of success. I get we all have priorities. One trophy does not equal the other. We know what was important this season and what is important every season, which is to be champions of Scotland. Uh, then there is some kind of European ambition and, and, and continued consistent performance and respect. And maybe one day, maybe one day, we'll, we'll get to see Rangers uh, lift something there. And then it's the Scottish Cup, and then it's the League Cup. And I know there's a distance between those. But they still count. And when you're a club that shows itself to the world, uh, defines itself by just collecting up silverware, um, I never really understand the, 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 the total shrug. Um, 
especially in the, the, the era in which we're, we're, we're living. Um, didn't happen often, obviously, in, in, in the 90s, especially in, in finals. Um, but you, you could kind of say, well, you know, can't win them all. And, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, 20-odd trophies in 11 years or whatever it was. Uh, but, you know, where are all these cups that were so just bloated and, and, and blasé about? Um, and I also get the, the argument, you go back to 2008, did the, the, the Queen of the South final make up for, for winning, uh, missing out winning the league and missing Manchester? Of course it did not. Um, cups are never a, a replacement or an ideal replacement or an adequate replacement for a league title. Um, but joining them up is special. Winning the double is special. Um, and just racking up the numbers again, um, especially when you're Rangers, as I said, who we literally define ourselves by this and, and nothing else. We win things. Um, so, yeah, really, we'll go over it. You know, don't worry, by the 15th, I mean, we were, we're lifting the most important trophy up again. We won't still be sitting gunning about it, but it's very, very frustrating. And the manner of it, yeah, um, was was clown car stuff again. Yes, that's I think a big thing that that we'll talk about today. But yeah, look, see, unless you are as in most arguments on the extreme of either wing, which is on the one hand, look, it doesn't matter, or on the other, sat Gerald, this is appalling. <laughs> then, if you're at any space in between those, then I think that you are right. It's fine to be disappointed it's fine to be angry it's fine to be hot it's fine to be saying okay but i'll try and place this in context and overall it's not a disaster or anything all of those positions are absolutely fine and they can coexist with each other i know our society these days old man yells at cloud means that you've got to take a position and then you've got to die on the hill that you've chosen but i, I don't think real life works like that so i think if you're at any point in between those two they're perfectly valid viewpoints to hold. It's just a personality thing, however you go about your business. What I will say, though, is you're absolutely correct in your assessment of what it means up against what we've already achieved this year. Had Steven Gerrard won both Cups this year and Celtic were currently booking an open-top bus for their 10 in a row celebration, then there would have been a serious conversation still to be had in the summer about Steven Gerrard's future. And if Rangers were to win the league and no cups next year, there still wouldn't be uh, uh, if they were to do well in Europe. Europe is a bit of an odd one because us as a support, I think there's an element of paying lip service to it. I think deep down we would all rather win the Scottish Cup and League Cup than do well in Europe. I, I believe that. Uh, I think we all know logically that Europe is a place to be. Um, but I think deep down there's a primal thing about winning silverware because of the reasons you touched on. But the reality is that we are not winning leagues if we're not doing well in Europe because the financial aspect of it is just so much. And we've got, or so important, and so much of our income that if Steven Gerrard had won three League Cups, he won his third one this year, or you know a League Cup, a League Cup and a Scottish Cup this year, and had gone out in the qualifying rounds in Europe every year, we wouldn't be the league champions. That's a fact, because we would not have been able to build this team. No, oh, you're absolutely right. I, I'd absolutely disagree, and I think there's, there's, there's maybe a, 
uh, a, a, a newer generation maybe um, who do see Europe in a, in a different light certainly to 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 what we we grew up um, seeing and in, in terms of its importance the, the, the link is so obvious I think they uh, see it I think we all see it and we all get oh, it I, I'm okay, talking about I, 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 emotionally I though um, I, no, I, I, credit I, is not given for European success the way that it is, well, put it like this, the European success this season has not been taken in, I think, at all into consideration when people are talking about the cup defeats. A lot of that's reactionary. Uh, I can only speak for myself, and you're probably right, but I do think Europe's important, hugely. Not just financially, I think for um, just the, 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 we're talking about status here, aren't we? We go back to my point earlier about how we sell ourselves to the world. It is important that we are still in that conversation and continuing to progress in that kind of linear fashion that we have under Gerard. So so I, I do. I, I would you know, League's always number one, then I want to see something in Europe and and the two cups are further down, but they're not miles away. You know, I, I still think they're important. They do not and they would not make up for, for another title this season. They're just good and important companion pieces to that. Um we, we, we do love our doubles and and, and, and and trebles obviously. So it basically we're sitting here David there's no excuse for Rangers being out of the Scottish Cup and if you've won loads in the last 10 years you can maybe kind of shrug it off but I don't think Rangers fans ever really shrug off nah. the Cup but yeah. it's it's just uh, it's, it's the manner it's the nature and perhaps we're all guilty fans players alike of just assuming after a couple of weeks ago um, that we, we'd go on and, and do this um, but our Cup record really shouldn't have given that ultra confidence, I don't suppose. I said on here a couple of weeks ago that I was more worried about St. Johnson than I was about Celtic. Uh, and unfortunately, I was proved right because I knew they would raise their game to play Celtic. I knew, or not raise their game, I just knew that they would be utterly focused and on it, and they were. Um, there was no doubt overall since we won the title, we've dropped off a level. And I think that it's unfair when people say things or they're just not trying anymore of course they're trying that's ridiculous you think they want to be taking all this this criticism it's it's silly right but consciously or unconsciously they i think had set themselves a target they they placed a flag and say right we need to reach that and they reached it and they had their head down and just ran for it and didn't stop and they were relentless and they got there and then maybe it's human nature i don't know there has been a drop-off. There's no getting away from it. Maybe it's uh, the, the, the wee knock you're ignoring, you know, the, the, the extra 5% you just find yeah. goes because the necessity to do that isn't quite as strong as it was two weeks ago. I don't know. I'm not a professional athlete. We've seen it before. I mean, we've seen it from, from better Rangers teams than this, but even so, there has been a drop-off. They've got by. You know, it hasn't been terrible. There was, uh, you know, obviously lost at home to racist FC, which, which was a hurtful one, but that that game I think was could have gone either way, even on the night. But we've got through, you know, the drop parkhead, yeah, you know, beating Hibs. We've we've been okay, but I think that last night was just a really tired, fitful performance from Rangers. I would say mentally more than anything, because again, you know, physically they are professional athletes and they can go out and play for ninety minutes. It's not that, but I didn't think that it was a case of that they didn't have the legs. It was to me mental 
tiredness because they're not picking the right option. They're they're running up blind alleys. They're they're choosing the wrong pass. They're miscontrolling the ball. There's a lot of what we I think give the overall term Martin the sloppiness mm. creeping in. And to me, it's not so much sloppiness which indicates that if they just focused a bit more. To me, it's more this mental tiredness when you're not alert enough. Your brain isn't given the instructions that it was given quickly and clearly enough a few weeks ago. And I saw that so often last night. And you saw them getting frustrated with themselves and with each other. Yeah. Because they know this is not us, this is not the level we're at. And I think that's probably what annoys me the most is that Rangers went out the cup last night, not the Rangers team that we've seen for the vast, vast, well, every game this season with the exception probably of, of winning Paisley. Well, certainly at Ibrox, it's, it's unrecognisable from from so many of the performances we've seen. I think there's something in that. Um, it's common in sport, common in football, where a team or an individual has a specific goal, a holy grail, and Christ knows we've built this league title up to be something like that, uh, that when they, they achieve it and have achieved it in jig time, uh, that there's just an unnatural uh, decline in, in, in that sharpness and that, that concentration and that, 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 that drive because it's all-consuming, understandably. And once fans have calmed down, even the more reactionary voices last night, people understand that, that this has been our goal because it's been a shared one, number one, by miles. Uh, you see it, uh, I don't know, how, uh, what, what other uh, examples to use, international tournaments when you get a, a shock team um, and they they get to maybe the, the, where they've, they've always dreamed of getting, not winning it, because that's outside of their dreams, but they they, they, they hit their level, uh, whether that's the quarterfinals or semis or whatever, and they, they just can't. Emotionally, they, they don't have anything else um, because they've they've just, they've reached it. Uh, uh, Leicester, even. Um, whenever they, they, they won the championship, the, the immediate free fall, and that, that had to be arrested. So I think that's relatively understandable. Still should be enough to beat St. Johnson at home and, and go through and, 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 and kind of do this. Um, and maybe if the title was an actual race, um, you know, still in... The, 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 the absolute guts of it just now, uh, that, that has a, a, a different effect, I don't know. But after this summer, when 55 is put to bed, we've all bought the DVD, um, how many handsome faces might be on that, who knows, David, but when that's all done and we start again, it really has to be what's next. Oh, it has to be a Rangers side that don't see this league championship as being like Everest. They see it as being that's ours, and maybe with that confidence and with that a different uh, mindset, that's a real Rangers mindset, one would say, but understandable why it's been a struggle to get in there the last ten years. You start to see the cups as being yours as well, and you start to see the season as a whole something that that you, that you plan for from from start to finish, and it it, is, it does encompass so many other things rather than that's just one all-consuming thing. And the mental energy and and drive and hunger um, isn't spent uh, by 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 doing doing that that one thing. If that makes any sense, that this just feels more comfortable. We should be there. We should be in a title race, um, and it should be ours. And I think that just hopefully gives a kind of wider perspective. 
and therefore it isn't a, a hassle and, a, and a, a, a real challenge to find the hunger for cups and find the hunger for, for even going that next stage in Europe and, and, and whatever else. It's just, uh, there's just a, a wider perspective on, on what's possible. Um, but, I, you know, they're going to get passes, aren't they? Despite the, 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 the frustration of the last 24 hours uh, and understandably so. But those passes expire at the end of May. Uh Totally agree. Yeah, that that's who we are as Rangers supporters. Yeah, that's it's why great. Rangers are what they are. Yeah, because we do. Thank you so much for that, and you will be honoured for your achievements at Rangers forever. But when you're still there, it's great. What have you done for me lately? And that will be the case when we start off next next season. The as you say, the past doesn't extend into next year. Now it's clearly, and I, I've been guilty of this as well. Said you know one. One final, not even one trophy, one final out of six attempts under Steven Gerrard. But a point, a good point was made to me, which is that, well, true, but there were only three players who played in that Aberdeen semi-final, for example. So it's a completely different team. Is it fair to say that it's it's a mental thing or whatever when it is a completely different team that the only real signify or unifying factor within that is the fact that it's a Steven Gerrard team and circumstances are different and whatnot. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's a question that's kind of put me on the back foot because initially I was what's well, one in six in the story. And factually, that's true, Martin. I mean, it is. It's, it's one final in six, no wins. But uh, it is a completely different team. However, do things affect a club rather than a side can things get into the head if you like of a club rather than i mean that's why we we see teams and it's well they haven't won at this particular ground for 25 years for example clearly completely different teams but uh it does it become a thing in that regard in terms of a mental self-imposed hoodoo possibly i mean we've had our issues with the scottish cup in our lifetime and a long time before that um, and you, you, football's full of, of clubs that just have a problem with a particular competition and you're right, bogey grounds and, 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 and whatever else um, it's, a, it's a funny one isn't it I mean I make myself look ridiculous not for the first not for the last time um, in our live show and co-winning David Bo, October 18 so just early into the Steven Gerrard era um, and I made that too neat too convenient, too lazy uh, uh, assessment that I'm not overly convinced about his ability to, to, to win a championship but I think he'll be a good cup manager because he was a good cup player and he, 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 he rose to that do or die situation which is what cup football is um, and we, we've been a bit sniffy about it uh, we've talked about it already that well you know just the cups and, uh, and all that and if Rangers were chucking out the kids, like, like they, they have done in England for, for the League Cup for 20 years uh, and they're starting to do or have not starting to do been doing it for, for some time in the FA Cup that I, I don't really think that's the the issue I know we make big changes at Paisley but um, we try to win the others, <laughs> it's not as if we thought, well that's beneath us, you know we, we're pretty much we're, we're, we're League and Europa League, that, that's the double we want, these these domestic things don't don't, don't matter. Um, so I don't think we're quite in, in, in that place, but cup football, is as much as we can be sniffy about it, 
it, it does test the ball. It is do or die. You don't get another shot. Uh, you might fall behind in a league race, and right, okay, you can make that up, and you know we know that's a marathon, not a sprint, and it's a different test of a team. It's a different test of a manager. Completely accept the the, the personnel has changed, um, but I, I wouldn't completely rule out question marks still hanging over in terms of of preparation and in, in terms of um, how the, the the man management works there. Um, it's just a, it's, it's a weird old thing. It, the, the, the first couple of seasons, I, I thought they, they, they were uh, some kind of reasonable indicator as to what might go wrong in the league once the calendar turned and you know you're into January and you can see that finishing line. And lo and behold, Rangers start, you know, dropping silly points. Um, but we've come through all those clutch league games. We've, we've shown so much character, so much nerve, for, so much game management. Look ridiculous now after praising the, the the team so often this season for um go back to rugby park at the start of November just using that last ten minutes and having the ball where it should be which is in the opponent's half don't invite this nerve jangling pressure um but we're slipping slipping back into those those habits now and again and it's it's a really weird one to to get a handle on I think we're too involved in it we're too close to it at the moment it, it's a question for historians in 10 years time I think uh, to, to, to get a, a, a real um, perspective on it if you looked at this season as a as a whole then those two nights the one in Paisley and the one last night are aberrations we've not played anywhere close to being you know that, that, that bad any any other time this season I don't think unless someone can can pull out another performance for Hamilton them. away and, and I'm always a garbage one yeah but well on that, actually, there is, a, I think, something that links those three performances, which is, you're absolutely right, there have been games that have been very tight this season. Uh, Hibs spring to mind. And mm. games like that one you mentioned, Rugby Park, or recently, Kilmarnock and St Johnston at home, 1-0 up, you know, desperately going for the title. And Rangers have seen those games out, all of them. And actually, the game management in the last 10 minutes or so have been has been really impressive. Those three matches, what links them is that after not great performances. Rangers got a late, very late goal, a breakthrough goal, mm. and then somehow, with the last kick of the ball, contrived, and it was a contrivance, um, because it was so many mistakes, you know, it, it wasn't an amazing bit of play by the opposition, mm-hmm. that Rangers somehow ended up losing two and, and drawing one and throwing away two points. But, it's almost, therefore, I think worth asking, it, is it a case of that they just don't react quickly enough, that they relax and they go, thank God for that, and they yeah. don't reset, whereas when they take the lead with, you know, 45, 40 minutes played, they, they yeah. go, right, okay, the game's not done yet, so there's no switch off. Whereas it's almost like, and it did happen in the three games I mentioned. It absolutely did that the team just went. Phew. That, well, we did, but we're we, fans. We we're not well. in the park. Yeah, it, it's it's thank God for that. And uh, you're absolutely right. Those are those are the, the that that's the the, the 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 factor running through those games. Our big challenge this season, and one that we have passed with flying colours, is. Uh, you know, you get into a, a lead away from home at one of these grounds that you, you've kind of designated as being tricky. There's 25 minutes to go. You're still in the lead. How are you going to manage that? Because we have failed and we have failed badly those last previous seasons. Rugby Park was the graveyard of our 
title ambitions. Um, you know, Tyne Castle as well. I mean, you have to go through them all. But all from winning positions and then late goals. And in the league, we have just... I was so impressed with what, how we've, we've managed that through the season with three or four occasions where we've been in that position. Um, superbly done. Right, so we've got a new situation here, which is can you just, when once that adrenaline's disappeared and you, can you manage that uh, or the relief or, or whatever, can you stay switched on for another five minutes, please, and we'll win a treble. Um, it's it's a, uh, yeah. Once is understandable, bad luck. It's one of those things in sport, uh, you know, few times then you, you you have you have you, you've struck on something um and if that's all we need to change next summer the way that we we changed our kind of half hour game management uh for, for this season then yeah that's a, a good position to be in i guess yeah i mean that's one thing uh i will say about this rangers team that it has proven all this you know current rangers a year i suppose is a better mm. word after I've, I've mentioned that teams change around is that while we as fans will say well they should have learned that lesson they should have learned it immediately after St Martin it doesn't seem to work that way they, they do seem to learn their lessons in the summer that's when it's almost like they sit down and study what's happened and they, so hopefully it, it, it will be something that's dealt with but there's a definite issue with that a friend of mine who isn't a nutter and isn't prone to statements like well, that's the worst I've ever seen or the worst in the last 50 years, et cetera, et cetera. But he did say to me, genuinely, I think that's the worst Rangers uh, goal I've ever seen as concede. And I said, nah, nah. And he goes, okay, what was worse? Um, and the only one I could come up with was Paolo Vinoli's own goal against Infirmly. <laughs> because, you know, when you pass the ball into your own net from five yards with nobody on you, that's bad. But a six-foot-eight man wearing a bright, luminous jersey and who's quite a striking-looking chap, you know, he, he, big hairy man, is standing in the middle of your six-yard box and nobody marks him. That is a pretty bad goal to give away, yes. Yeah, I mean, how many times do we see it happen and we kind of laugh it off? Um, but, and here, listen, there was plenty of prophets of doom on, on group chats last night. I never felt troubled at all until that corner. I felt we'd get something and of course we did and you know as long as it didn't go to penalties. Once it went penalties, no chance. Um but there was no one near anywhere near him. Um and I don't know why. It was just one of those instinctive things because I think there's a problem here. Um and we have talked a lot and we've uh Wax lyrical about the, the defensive, the newfound defensive leadership um that we've got in organization and you know Obviously, that, that that really soft underbelly that, that, that Warburton and Kachinia gave us from uh, set pieces seems to have, have really uh, hopefully been dealt with this, this, this season. But then you get moments like that. You're like, well, who's, who takes control? But I guess it goes back to what we're talking about there, David. Um, it's resetting. See it out. Get a few minutes. It shouldn't be there if, we've, if we're being, you know, looking at it from, from a, a, a bigger view. That corner shouldn't happen. Um, again, it's just this kind of game management. It's a wee bit the same on uh, uh, midweek at, at McDermott Park, of course. Um, it's the use of the ball as a team to to negate any freak weird um, bounces of the ball in the box or indeed some tired um, 
this organisation, as as was the case. But but yeah, um, he's not inconspicuous there. But who's in control? Who's in, who 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 leads that? Whose responsibility is it? Um, but I, I wouldn't disagree with your pal, to be honest. The the the, the number of failures, and not least Borna Barisic on the line. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I don't think anyone comes out of that um, smelling nice. No, and as you say, there was this feeling immediately when it went to penalties that deep down in my heart, I didn't believe, but I got the impression the players didn't. And Tav, who, to be fair, is he said, well, his first full game back, he's played 120 minutes, bravely, you know, in terms of I'm the captain, I'll go up and hit it. But my God, I mean, that was, there was nothing in his legs at that point. Um, it, it, and, you know, we were off to the bad start. And I think it just, it all compounded itself from there. I think that it all looked as though it was, it was going the way that it, it, it did eventually go. It is a tough one to take for us because you mentioned at the start, it's you know, not going to wash away the, the, the adulation that this team has earned this season and, and deserves. And, it, and nor should it. And anyone who is sitting, you know, fuming today and, and saying that it does, well, okay, don't, don't come out on the 15th then. You know, if, if it really ruined it for you that much, then okay, leave the rest of us to it. I don't believe anyone is like that. As you say, once the reactionary, you know, just immediate upset goes, I think that people do appreciate what this title has meant. Um, I've said before, I think it's the biggest one in my lifetime and, and, I, and I stand by that. But we do still need to say right okay why why can't you get over the line because you you had done the hard yards this year you had beaten celtic right and it's not you know a great celtic team you're miles better than them i don't think anyone would disagree but then the only team i felt that could stop rangers winning the scottish cup after last week was us and i think we proved that uh, last night we were flat we were a wee bit unlucky but we did miss some glorious chances that would have you know got us through and maybe that was the difference because in games previously this season we haven't missed those chances. We've taken yeah. one of them, and then we've you know I I mean I firmly believe that if Alfie's header goes in, we don't lose a last minute goal. No, I I I think we would have seen it through, but the circumstances, a slight weakness that we've we've proven that we've had before, and it all and it all collapses in itself. Where I'm regretful. And sad, probably, is that this season now probably, probably will peter out because, yes, it's an old firm game coming up and, yes, we'll all go, what's an old firm game? These always matter and I I don't want to lose my membership to to the Uber Staunch Club, but some matter more than others. And this one isn't, shall we say, one that's going to define a generation. Um, Then you've got Livingston away. Not the most appealing prospect, let's be honest. And then you've got title day where, oh, and there's a game on, you mm. know? So it's it's a shame to me. I, I, I feel I feel sad for the players. I mean, I know it's kind of, you know, on them why it's happened, but it is going to peter out. And I did want them to do well in the cup for me, because I'm selfish, but also to give them that moment, that day, that visual that, probably now they won't get um yeah obviously uh, the peter now thing well if we if we knocked out early 
and won the league at the same time, that's Peter now. That that's looking at the whole of April and May, thinking what what is do this unbeaten thing? That that's a bit more daunting than three games. Um, now this whole firm game isn't going to be uh, one for the ages because there's, there's not a lot riding on it other than the kind of unbeaten. I, I was on extra last week. I still think that if we can find again. Uh, another boost uh, in terms of energy and, and, and drive, whatever. I think they're there for the taking uh, in a big way. And it would be good, very good, in fact, to, to kind of round this season of all league seasons off with an absolute pounding. I think I think they're right for that, personally. Whether we can find that energy, of course, for reasons we've, we've discussed, is, is maybe something else. Um, Levy would be the one. Levy is always the one that... Um, like anyone particularly looks forward to um, the Aberdeen game I mean, I've seen I've seen Rangers teams play Aberdeen the last day of the season to uh, you know lift the trophy and forget that there's a game on and you know what, 3-0 did we lose at Ibrox once um, there, there is a bit of the, the Lord Mayor show, uh, show about that um, but it's still an occasion and you know they, they do want it to go in that, that rush room and this weird set of circumstances off the back of, of, of a win, off the back of an undefeated league season, which is still remarkable. It's something you and I have not seen a Rangers team do. Um, and all of this, all of this conversation that we're having just now, David, is, is the responsibility of the management to, to see what they can eke out for another three games. You can always paint something in a different light. You can always add um, at least some kind of ride or some kind of of, of impetus to um, to a contest. Um, that that's kind of the job of management. I would have thought. Is there a a slight concern? I, I was concerned going into the game. Scott Arfield uh, had, had suffered an injury in training, and with Ryan Jack out and Bongani Zungu suspended, it meant that we literally had no midfield options on the bench. Um, we had five forwards, which is great, but it does point to a squad imbalance. It does, and it's the same squad and balance that we were talking about last summer. Um, every fan wants, you know, a, a new striker, always. Um, I don't think we were overly concerned about setting half, but, but we, we did well, obviously, with the uh, the, the, the Balligan um, uh, option, which has been very, very useful. But we were all concerned about a midfield. Um, uh, Jack's injury... Issues um, have been a problem. Arfield's injury issues were well known. I, I don't think he ever stays fit long enough. And so that's an energy problem. We've been saved by two things, I, I, I guess. Um, Glenn Kamara said a, a, a level of consistency that I wasn't sure he, he had. He obviously shown glimpses of, of, of that, that kind of midfield work, that kind of midfield role. But his consistency this year has been outstanding and Steve Davis has had an Indian summer none of us were predicting that last summer um, could he have a role to play of course hugely experienced, hugely intelligent gifted, classy footballer but the the, the games he's played the, the role he's played within those games has been incredible, it's been brilliant I don't know if we can rely on that again next summer, so it's still the big issue um, for, for us to get right. I'm not saying we got away with one, 
because of of of, of Davis and Kamara really really stepping up to the plate. Um, but I'd be concerned if we were speaking again this time next summer. Or, or, sorry, um, the, the the end of this 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 close season. Um, and all we've got is a, a kind of unknown talent that we've kind of got to have a look at a try before you buy kind of thing. Um, I think we we badly need some recognisable, dependable quality in there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that last summer it was the priority. It, we didn't really address it, but because of the players that we've had, I think Glenn Kamara has been superb this season as well. Another level, really, from from what he'd been previously. That that we have not got away with it. That's not fair. These guys are there. They've been paid good money. They're there for a reason. Um, Scott Arfield's form in the early part of the season was absolutely terrific as well. So I do believe that we, you know, it's not fluke. It's not fortune. But we could have been in a bit more trouble than we've been. And we definitely will be next season if we don't address it. So for me, I'm with you on that one. That, That is the key area that I think we need to deal with. I look around the rest of the squad and I'm quite satisfied with it. Uh, maybe even need some pruning mm. in certain areas. But in midfield, I do look at that and I say we could actually do with not only one or two real quality upgrades, but also even a, a supporting cast coming in that that can provide something in there. Maybe even look at you know some of our youngsters. Stephen Kelly has been impressing this season and, and can he come in and, and start to feature but I mean, it would at least have been handy to have him on the bench last night, for example. <laughs> um, you know, because we we literally did have, have five forwards. Um, on that, then a couple of individuals that I just want to talk to you about. I've seen an awful lot of chatter about on social media on our website, um, heartland.com, folks. For those of you who, uh, well, uh, sorry, it's patreon.com even uh, forward slash heartland, and a lot of discussion about two players in particular. One is Jack Simpson. Now, it's obviously unfair even of me to bring this up because he has barely played and we know that but you only get one chance to make a first impression and certainly from what I'm reading Judy out would be the fairest term he will have to put together a, a, I would say a, a good run of form whether it be in the next few games if, if Philip Hellander suffered an injury or whether it, it be at the start of next season, I think. Because Rangers fans, once they make their mind up, fairly or not, by the way, for anyone who's saying, how can you say that, David? You're absolutely right. He's barely played. But fairly or not, once Rangers fans make their mind up, it's hell of a different, uh, difficult to shift it. Yeah, and it goes both ways. Some some players are just heroes the minute they, they, they turn up and, and fans won't um, hear a bar of, uh, of anything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, an awkward start. Um, certainly, there are questions there. But how many games of football has he played in two years at a competitive level? I'm, I'm not sure. We're into double figures. I think he's got some like 25 career games before he yeah before he arrived. Yeah. Um, and, and I mentioned this to Cami on on extra last week that listen, our our window last two windows this year have, have been have been really good. Um, the best I think we've had uh, we've in areas of the pitch, some areas of the pitch, not all, we've got options rather than backups, and that that's been so important, especially forward uh, thinking. David, um, all of these guys have just had their purple patch. Um, Haji and Aribo have, have, have turned it up um, for uh, spells. Um, you know, Roof carried us through through December. Um, we didn't really see Alfie really until Pitodri. 
uh, in January, and then he kind of uh, propelled on. So that that's that's been that's been great. Um, but we've had a core though still of maybe what fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. um, that the managers depended on and really believed in. And you know we've had our injury issues and COVID issues, like everyone else, but it's not been. I don't think we've ever used the word injury crisis at Ibrox, which is a blessed relief, to be honest, because uh, <laughs> yeah, we my, grew up with that. consciousness of Rangers <laughs> yeah. like that has never been too far away. Um, we, we grew up with one that lasted 25 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I did say I wasn't going to be super scoreboard, so we'll not get into why, why that might have been. But it's meant that as great as this trust is in this kind of core of 15, those outside of that how are they supposed to just, whenever they're called upon after six or seven games of doing nothing, supposed to just kind of walk in and, and, and look the part? Um, that if you if you do have a squad that you're, 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 you're hoping to rely on, then that squad rotation, that management probably needs to be a wee bit more. Um, and these guys are seeing game time. Um, but again, it goes back to the, the crux of this whole discussion, David, are you going to risk 55 at any point um, through, you know, um, messing around? Uh, it's, it's such a fine balance to to, to strike between um, being the tinker man, as, as Ranieri was, or um, running your, your core group into the ground and the peripheral players having no touch, no confidence, no feel, no relationship, no chemistry with, with um, any of their teammates when they are actually asked to do it. So it's not a huge surprise. I know it's an interesting one. Where does he, where does he break in? Um, maybe a barnstorming performance on Sunday would start. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. Um, the other one is Kamar Roof. Now, Kamar Roof had a very bad night last night. There's no doubt about that from uh, not running the, the ball in a corner. I thought he was fouled, to be honest, but um, even so, uh, bad decision making and then missing his penalty which is unfortunate but I think when you take a penalty in a certain way you might leave yourself more open to, to criticism than certain other ways and he of course had to try to score from the halfway line the other night and you know St Johnson then going and attack for that and coming so close to get people notice he's had a strange season Kamara, some absolutely superb performances, brilliant spell uh, probably sort of November, December, where he was absolutely terrific. A lot of time injured, which I think everybody had to know about when he arrived. And I think that there is a a, a legitimate wondering among the Rangers support as to whether or not it's a case of maybe shaking him by the hand and thanking him for his contribution to 55 in the summer and getting our money back or persevering with a guy who clearly is talented, but can we rely on him? And again, I realise I'm being harsh there, but these are the discussions you've got to make when you've got a limited budget. It's a fair discussion. I don't think anyone should be surprised that the Kamar Roof season, we've seen that as Kamar Roof, that's what you're getting. Um, you will have, let's say October to December, he was a diamond, an absolute diamond. Um, the ability and the intelligence to do things that no other player was 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 doing, uh, the two goals in Europe being sensational, of course, um, but some of the the, the dirtier work um, just to, to kind of grind through December. Um, so you'll get a lot of that, or you'll get some of that. You'll absolutely get some um, time of the scene where you'll not see him because he's injured. That's the deal. 
Um, and sometimes where he's, he's he's just off it. That's that's his, that's been his career. So I, I don't know what anyone was was really expecting otherwise. Um, is it too harsh to say he's been an expensive cameo? Maybe I, I don't mean it harshly. Um, well, was he the best a, for a was quarter a, of the season? Was he a qualified risk in that regard? From yes, the because without that, that we don't without that quarter five, of yeah. the season, um, I don't I don't really want to to think about where we would be. Um, possibly in a real title race that kind of goes to the wire, and then you're talking about do or die games. I'd rather not test that at this minute. So he's he's been worth the signing this season. But I take your point. There's a conversation there. It's a conversation that ultimately Ross Wilson and Steven Gerrardo have and 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 take obviously uh, about whether you can have that over a three four year deal or whatever. Um, but <laughs> I don't know why people are getting hot and bothered about it. That's Kamar Roof. That that. It'd be great to have him the, the, the October um, December, to December for the, for the whole season. If we did, we would genuinely have a £20 million striker on our hands. Mm, no, I think you're right. That, but it, we, that, that, that's just not, not possible. So this season, the, 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 the qualified risk has been proven to be um, a, a good one because he he has shifted. And I, mean, I think all the attackers, Davey, I've had these wee purple patches. I don't think any of them have been consistent from top to bottom uh, of the season. And that that was his um, at a traditionally um, awkward time of the year at home and abroad. And um, no, I, I, I still think he, he gets a pass because that's that's what you were getting. Well, then, that's... Uh... Uh, that'll do us for discussion. Uh, rather painful, but yeah, we'll, we'll get over it. We'll refocus. We've got an old firm game at the weekend, and we do have a rather large party to look forward to in a few weeks, which I know for, for one I'm going to enjoy. Uh, I'm sure you will as well, Martin. Uh, we've got a, a rather pleasurable announcement to make, and that is that today, thanks to the largesse of the Heart and Hand community, we were able to donate £3,017 to the Rangers Youth Development uh, slash Rangers Benevolent, Explorers Benevolent Fund uh, Corporation. So I'm absolutely delighted by that. £3,017. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, all of our patrons who got involved in that. We really appreciate it and we'll be doing more. Hopefully we'll be able to get out and do things like live shows and whatnot and we'll be continuing to make donations to that. But I was really proud of everyone in the Heart and Hand family for allowing us to do that. Right, my thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and my thanks to the ever-wonderful Martin Ramsey. Pleasure's all mine, David, even on weeks like this. Cammy will be back later in the week, folks, with Heart and Hand Extra when he will preview the match against Celtic. I'll be back here next Monday. If we win, Martin, I'll get you back on because you're right, you do always get the defeats. So, And if we lose, Martin, I'll get you back on because you're right, you do always get the defeats. So thank you to everyone for joining us and we'll be back soon. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.